Amen. Turn around two or three people. Just greet them. Welcome them to the house of the Lord. And tell them happy Pentecost Day. Find one, find one or two more people and tell them happy birthday. Because if you're part of the church, Pentecost, the day of Pentecost is the birthday for the church. That means we all have a birthday today. We're one more year older. We're 2,000, 18 years old, thereabouts. Amen. You have your Bibles turned to the book of Acts, chapter 2. We're going to begin with verse number 1 to our guests. We so welcome you. Joey, good to see you, buddy. And uh, I never know Army, Air Force, Marines. Air Force? Army? Army? And your, your little girl, I want, I want to get this right. Uh, your precious wife, Heather, told me. Annalyn, did I say that right? Anna, Annalyn, yeah, hold up, Annalyn. Just hold her up really high. Isn't she beautiful? I walked by earlier. She opened her eyes. She told me hello. I said hi, Pastor. Love you. Just want to thank you for loving my parents. They're difficult. Precious, beautiful, Joey and Heather. What a beautiful, beautiful little girl. And, of course, uh, Sister Cindy, you don't look like a grandparent. Your husband, Joe, looks like he's been a grandparent for 50 years, but that's all right. Great guy. Did he have to go? I know he wasn't feeling, feeling well. Is he around? Oh, he's holding up the back wall. Amen. And to our precious sister right over here to my right, about three rows, right behind Brother Boland, thank you for being with us in Jesus' name. Yep, I didn't get your name, but we're just so welcome that you're, we're so thankful that you're here and we welcome you. And all of our guests that are here today, we're so thankful that you have come. Will you just let them know we're, we're thankful that they are here. I, I do want to reiterate on rock. Usually there's about 600 of our young kids that gather in here uh, on rock day. And uh, my wife is. She's saving my life. She is reminding Sister Bate, where are you? She's reminding, this is the second service. Now, I, what's Sister Bate here, by the way? Victoria, that's right. Sister, brother, and Sister Bate, God bless you. Long standing members, look at little Victoria. She can't be but two days old. She's so tiny, and she is so beautiful. Thank you, Sister Kyle, for saving me. And we love you, Sister Bate, and that precious child. Amen. I, I forgot to have Sister Dawn. You should have just automatically thrown mine up on the screen. That should just be kind of default. My little, my little, when I start talking about somebody else's baby, just throw mine up there. <laughs> Sister Kyle and I are now uh, granddads, and it's about time because I've been feeling like one for years. By the time you get through raising your own children, you definitely feel like granddad and grandma. Book of Acts chapter 2 and verse number 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Everybody say the day of Pentecost. Everyone say fully come. Tell somebody it's fully come to me. Tell them. Tell them it's fully come to me. 
Find somebody else and tell them it can fully come to you today. Tell them, tell them the day of Pentecost can fully come to you today. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord. And suddenly there came a sound of a, a heaven that was a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting, sort of like what's been going on around here already today. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. I celebrate the day of Pentecost today because I am filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. If you have the Holy Ghost, will you worship your God for a minute? Will you express yourself? to him will you praise him will you open your mouth and love him love him love him hallelujah hallelujah that's it that's it that's it come on celebrate it celebrate it celebrate it celebrate it there's nothing like it where the presence of the Lord is there is liberty there is freedom Listen, I'm going to have you see in just a second, but listen. There are religions and churches all over the world today that are celebrating this day, the day of Pentecost. But they don't really know what it's about. They've lost the power of the Holy Ghost many years ago. They don't believe in talking in tongues. They don't believe in receiving the power. I'm telling you, Jesus told his disciples, go tarry in Jerusalem and wait until you are endued with power, the promise of the Father. That's what the whole, that's what the day of Pentecost was all about. It was the day the church was born. It was the day the power of God came down. You ought to be excited that you're in a church that believes in the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. You can be seated. Don't you know on that first day when the church was born, how the Bible describes it, the word of the Lord says that they staggered out of that upper room, talking in tongues. They all looked drunk. Men gathered around and said, these men are drunk. But Peter stood up and said, how are they drunk? Seeing it's but 9 a.m. in the morning. He said, but this is that. He said, this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel, saith God, in the last day I shall pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters. Come on, you're old men. Come on, because it's for you. It's for your children. It's for those that are far off. It's called the power of the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout Pentecost. Shout Pentecost. 
Clap your hands to the Lord. Pentecostals of the Palm Beaches, let's never lose it. Let's never let it go. Let's never let this slip through our fingers so that we can have some kind of high-class church. I'm going to tell you, you can't get no higher class than when you're in the presence of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. The day of Pentecost is not something to trivialize or to turn into some kind of ritual or tradition where you just kind of fleetly mention it and say it was the day that the church was born. When you read the word of God, you will find that the church was born in fire and the church is going out on fire. God is not coming back for some dead, boring, laid-back, relaxed people. Oh, no. He's coming. He said, when I come back, will I find faith upon the earth? Will somebody still be on fire? Will somebody still be excited? Will somebody still be in love? with this truth. The world has turned this thing into some placid, complacent, uh, laid back, uh, ritual type of move. But I want to tell you, when you're lost in sin and your body is wrapped up with the horrors of sin and your spirit is in fear and your mind is depressed and the power of sin has you oppressed and God walks into your life and he breaks the chains of bondage. You know what that is? That's when you have your own personal Pentecost. That's when the power of God comes upon you and releases you from the bondage of sin. And you have your own. You have your own Pentecost, and every time you get in his presence, you have another one. Every time you feel his power, you have another one. Every time he reminds you he washed away your sins, you have another one. Why don't somebody have your personal Pentecost today? Why don't somebody have a personal Pentecost today? Come on, love him, love him, love him. Praise him. Praise him. Woo! Tell your neighbor, you can have your personal Pentecost today. What was Pentecost? Where to get its name? The Bible actually uses it. 
for the first time, for I read it to you today. The second chapter of the book of Acts. The word Pentecost, in the form that we read it, is not found in the Old Testament. It is found in the essence of 50. Because that's what the word means. And when you can get a grasp of the miracle of Pentecost, when you understand what God did on that day, you will hunger and desire your own personal experience with God. The Lord did not die on the cross so that you could get some nonchalant, non-life-altering experience. That is what's happening in the religious world today. People are accepting Christ, but their lives are never altered. They continue to live the way they lived before they found him. Friend, I want to tell you what God is going to do for me and you is so beyond our comprehension. The Bible tells us, I have not seen and ear have not heard. So even those who have already seen the power, already felt the glory, already had your personal Pentecost, I've come to tell you, you ain't seen nothing yet. God has just begun in our life. And when he's done with this here, he's going to continue over there. So imagine if you've never known him, you've never felt him, you're bound by sin, you're living in this world, you don't know how to break free. Imagine when this this anointing gets a hold of your heart and your mind. You will never be the same. You will not act the same. You will not speak the same. You will not walk the same. You will not think the same. You will not love the same. Everything about you will change. <laughs> Woo! I want to tell you when you have your personal Pentecost is the day you stop being religious. Religion goes out the window. Ritualism goes out the window. You're like, my God, 
What is this? What am I feeling? I've got to have more. You're like a thirsty man in the desert, a hungry man in a prison. You're reaching. You're hungry. You're thirsty. Tell your neighbor, you can have your personal Pentecost today. The Lord brought together two main feasts of the Old Testament to produce the Pentecost in the new. The first of those feasts is the feast of the Passover. God links the Passover to Pentecost in the essence of that it is from the point of the Passover that you count out seven Sabbaths. You start one day after the Passover. That's why they call it 50. You count out seven Sabbaths, which is 49. But it's really 50 because you start the day after the Passover. Because Pentecost could never happen until after what took place at the Passover has already been instituted. You cannot have a Pentecost without the death of a lamb. And so God said, count out from the Passover, which was the death of the lamb, the blood on the doorpost, and the spirit of death, God himself. He said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. You cannot have the outpouring of the Spirit of God without Calvary. That's why Jesus said, it is expedient that I go away so that I can send back the comforter to you. He was saying, I must die on the cross if the Holy Ghost is going to come back. Put your hands together for the Lord. Love him, love him. <laughs> I wish I had the lungs of Victoria. I'd preach to you for two hours. I got the lungs of a grandpa that keeps telling himself that tomorrow I will go on a diet. Starting Monday, look at our treadmill. I just didn't say what Monday it would be. <laughs> Y'all know how it is. Y'all all fat too. 
as always tomorrow. Whew. And so you cannot have the Passover, I'm sorry, the, the Pentecost, until you've had the Passover. The blood is connected to the outpouring of the Spirit. Then God said, march out 50 days. Or 49, but start the day after, which when you get to the other end, which is the feast of first fruits, later became known as the celebration of the giving of the law. Because it was 50 days that, that Moses, when he was up on the mountain and God handed the law to Moses and Moses made his way down, that was 50 days after they came out of Egypt. And so a few a few generations in to the movement of Israel, they didn't only celebrate the, the, the feast of the harvest or the first fruits of the harvest, but they celebrated the giving of the law. My God, have mercy. Pentecost is connected to the blood. But when you step away from repentance, when you begin to walk deeper into God and you leave the foundation of baptism in the name of Jesus and you walk closer to him, he begins to teach you how to give your first fruits to him. That means how to give yourself to him. He begins to teach you his law and his covenant, how to walk, how to live, how to breathe righteousness in the kingdom of God. But the difference is in the Old Testament, God wrote the law on tablets of stone. But in the New Testament, the Bible tells us he writes the law. Across our hearts. And you know how he does that? The Bible tells us. It's in my notes. I got all kinds of scriptures. I just don't have time to go find them. He does that through your personal Pentecost. What is your personal Pentecost? When you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, you experience your personal Pentecost. And the Bible tells us that the Holy Ghost, watch me, that leads us into all truth. That the Holy Ghost, whereby only by the Spirit of God can you call him Lord. Whereby only the Spirit of God are you not able to curse your Lord. Whereby the Spirit of God you receive strength and courage and the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. And whereby the power of the Holy Ghost he said I will put my commandments in your hearts. 
Clap your hands to the Lord one more time. I'm going to wrap this up because I beat my notes up. They're just gone. <laughs> the day of Pentecost reached into the most powerful events of the Old Testament. And they culminated them in the New. Because Pentecost in the New Testament came 50 days after the Passover. What happened on the Passover? Our Lord Jesus broke bread with his disciples. He left the upper room. He made his way out into a garden. And there he cried, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. The soldiers came. They brought him before Pilate. He was taken, nailed to a cross, where he stayed in a grave. And on the third day, he rose and came out. And the Bible says, for 40 days, he walked amongst the people and showed himself to over 500 men and women. And then he went to his disciples and he said, go and tarry in Jerusalem and wait for the promise that is on high. He ascended up before them. They went to the upper room and for 10 days they waited and on day 50 from his death or as we celebrate it from his resurrection on day 50 a sound like a Russian mighty wind filled the house where they were sitting. <laughs> they didn't understand what was going on. But I'm going to tell you what was happening. The law of God entered into that room. Because with the law comes lightning and thunder. When Moses was upon that mountain, the Bible says there was thunderings. And where there's thunderings, there's lightning. And where there's lightning, there's fire. And from that came out the law of God. And from the heavens on the 50th day came the law of God. It entered into that upper room. But this time, it was different. It wasn't like the Old Testament where it was written on stone. And if you break it, you die. But here, it's written across your heart. And with mercy and grace and love my God have mercy Titus chapter 2 verses 11 and 12 tells us that the grace of God hath appeared unto all men doing what 
teaching us how to live godly and soberly and righteously in an ungodly world. That's what happened in that upper room. He wrote his law across their heart, but he did it with grace, and he did it with mercy, and that's what God wants to do for you today. He wants you to have that powerful Pentecost experience. Let's stand to our feet. Music, if you'll come. I want you to reach over. Get the hand of your neighbor, if you will. Just hold their hand for a second. Close your eyes. Put your mind on God. Power of God. Power of God. Power of God. Let your personal Pentecost move through you. Let it touch your neighbor. Come on. Let that power flow through you. Let it touch your neighbor. Jeremiah said, God said, I'm going to make a covenant with the house of Israel. I'm going to put my law in their inward parts. I'm going to write it in their heart. Ezekiel said, I'll put a new spirit in you. Paul said, with the spirit of the living God, not tables of stone, but fleshly tables of the heart, God has come to enter in to you. God has come to enter into you. God has come to enter into you. Oh, come on, somebody. God has come to enter in to you. He's come to bless you. He's come to help you. He's come to deliver you. He's come to give you your own personal Pentecost. They had a Pentecost on Mount Sinai. Woo, come on, somebody. They had a Pentecost in the upper room. They had a Pentecost in Acts 2, 38. 3,000 got it. They had a Pentecost in chapter 8 where the Gentiles got it or the Samaritans. They had a Pentecost in chapter 10 where the Gentiles got it. They had a Pentecost chapter 19 where the disciples of John received it. And you, sir, you, ma'am, can receive your own personal Pentecost. I want you to look at your neighbor right now and tell him, come on. Come on, let's go to the altar. Let's go get our own personal Pentecost. Come on, tell him. Let's go to the altar. Let's go get our own personal Pentecost. Bring your friend to the altar. Bring your neighbor to the altar. You say, but they've already got the Holy Ghost. Well, let's come get renewed. <laughs> let's come get stirred up again. Come on, Pentecostals of the Palm Beaches. Let's come renew our personal Pentecost with him. That power is in this place.
That anointing is on this place. How do I do it? How do I receive it? It's so easy. The Bible says that all you have to do, heal this body, God, in Jesus' name. That all you have to do is repent of your sins. And I'm telling you, that's the easiest thing you'll ever do. The Bible says if we confess our sins, He is just to forgive us. Lord, forgive me of my sins. If you, if you mean that in your heart, He will forgive you of your sins. The Bible says repent of your sins and ask Him for the Holy Ghost. Ask Him for the Holy Ghost. Lift your hands and say, God, I want my personal Pentecost. That's all you got to do. Lift those hands. Lift that head and say, God, give me my personal Pentecost. Fill me with the power of your Spirit. Why you thank him for the Holy Ghost? Jesus, I thank you for the Holy Ghost. Jesus, I thank you for the Holy Ghost. Jesus, I thank you for the Holy Ghost. Why you say that? You're going to feel the power of God touch you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. You're going to begin to speak a language, a language you've never learned. God is going to fill you with his spirit. You're going to begin to talk in tongues as the Holy Ghost gives you the utterance.
Some brothers and sisters had their personal Pentecost today. I don't know the name of this brother. What's your name, brother? Jeff had his personal Pentecost today. Give the Lord praise for that. Oh, that was weak. Come on, put your hands together for what the Lord's doing. Jocelyn, raise your hand. Jocelyn had her personal Pentecost today. This sister wants to receive the Holy Ghost right now, and it's going to happen. Give me a few ladies around her. We're going to come pray with her in just a moment. Lift your hands and begin to love him from your heart, sister. That's it right there. That's all you have to do. Begin to thank him for the Spirit. I'll be right back. God's going to fill her in the name of Jesus. Anyone else receive the Holy Ghost today? Wave your hand at me. This sister right here. Received the Holy Ghost today. Got her own personal Pentecost today. Come on. Come on, somebody. Anybody else that I wasn't around you when it happened? Anybody pray back through? I did. All right, we're going to pray this sister through in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. I love you. Dismissed in Jesus' name. Thank you. 